Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the MyTech Assistance Podcast. And this is another Patch Tuesday episode where we go over Microsoft patches for January 2023. As always, we are joined by Sanam Narang, the Senior Staff Research Engineer from Tenable, to go over the most important patches that IT administrators should be applying this month. Before we get to Sanam, here's a quick reminder to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, and Spotify to hear from IT experts about how to make the right technology decisions for your organization. And now here's Sanam Narang. So Sanam, let's start with um, probably the, the uh, most severe bug that, that we're going to talk about, the uh, Windows Advanced, uh, sorry, Windows Advanced Local Procedure Call Elevation of Privilege Vulnerability. Um, it's being exploited in the wild. And uh, what else can you tell us about it? Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of details around this at the moment, Zach, but what we do know is that in its advisory, Microsoft does note that uh, exploitation of this bug can lead to a sandbox escape. So based on that, our suspicion is that this has likely been paired with another vulnerability, likely a browser exploit Mm -hmm. as part of an exploit chain. Typically, we see those used by advanced persistent threat actors uh, to target uh, individuals or organizations as part of targeted attacks. So the likelihood that this has been paired with another vulnerability seems pretty pretty high, uh, but the details about that aren't available yet. I believe the researchers uh, were from Avast who reported this vulnerability to Microsoft. So hopefully they may publish more details uh, in the coming days and weeks. So by advanced persistent threat actor, we're talking about like, like a nation state or some other you know very advanced uh, hacking group. Yeah, most likely. I mean, in the past, we've seen like Operation Wizard, Opium, and Puzzle Maker, just to name a couple that have used these uh, exploit chains where they leverage a browser exploit with an elevation of privilege bug in order to break out of a sandbox. Great. Um, and so uh, moving on to our favorite topic, um, three Prince Spooler elevation of privilege bugs. And of course, uh, we start 2023 and we get three right away. Um, so is there anything else of note here or is it, or is this kind of, um, you know, what, like a continuing a trend of what we've seen over the last, uh, now about a year and a half? Yeah, it's just a continuation, Zach. I mean, these are all rated as exploitation less likely by Microsoft. So the likelihood that these are going to be exploited is pretty slim, but the fact that we have researchers and also attackers kind of just looking very closely at Windows Principle or just shows that this is a very popular, um, you know, component in Windows that attackers can definitely want to try to get their hands on, but also researchers just keep chiseling away at it, finding new bugs almost each and every month, practically. And the NSA in particular reported three last year, and they were responsible for reporting one of the three this month. So yeah, it's just a continuation. Yeah. So is this something, I mean, based on the fact that the NSA has disclosed a number of these, is this something that, you know, that agency has been looking at as like a potential, you know, um, you know, security threat that's going to be around for a while? Is that something we can kind of read into here? Uh, it's really hard to read into uh, what their, um, you know, intentions are behind it. I mean, they've disclosed numerous bugs in Windows over the last couple of years. I think they... Sure made an announcement a few years back talking about how they would be disclosing bugs. And yeah, it's it's just interesting when you see their name pop up uh, associated with any any bugs, because it does make you pause and wonder, but uh, you know, 
this is just one of a myriad of vulnerabilities that have been disclosed, mostly elevation of privilege. But when a remote code execution bug does show up, that's when kind of your eyes and ears perk up. Right. Um, there were a couple of elevation, oh, sorry, elevation of privilege bugs in Exchange Server. Um, so the folks at Zero Day Initiative write that uh, these were uh, probably a, a, a fix for a failed patch from, I think it's November. Um, so how quickly should, should these um, be applied? Yeah, I mean, I think anything having to do with Exchange Server, you know, gives me pause because we've seen a number of, of pretty critical bugs getting patched in Exchange Server over the years. Right. Um, so really since proxy logon took off a couple of years back. Uh, these are rated as exploitation less likely, so not as severe. My actual concern is more along the lines of, you know, we learned last month uh, towards the middle or the end of the month that, you know, attackers, specifically the a play ransomware group, were finding a way to get into organizations that applied the mitigations for the not proxy shell vulnerabilities that were first disclosed at the end of September mm. and then patched in November. So if organizations haven't applied the patches from November and are relying on the mitigations, they're not fully protected, unfortunately, because uh, there is a, a mechanism whereby attackers can bypass those mitigations. So if, they, if organizations have yet to apply any exchange server patches in a while, they should do so, and they'll obviously get the fixes for these ones as well. Right. And there were five critical rated Windows Layer 2 tunneling protocol remote execution bugs. Uh, what can you tell us about, about these? Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they are critically rated. Uh, I think they all got a CVSS score of 8.1. Um, but one of the things I think was noted is that the complexity for exploiting these are pretty high. So an attacker would have to do a few things before they're able to actually exploit it. So not as as bad as you would think. I mean, from a from a ratings perspective, you see critical and you get concerned, but it's sort of like, well... What's it going to take to actually exploit this in a real-world situation? So that I think limits its impact. Whereas when you have things like, um, you know, exchange server vulnerabilities that have been exploited, th things that are are more impactful that have a critical rating, I think, you know, it's it's it. The devil is in the details. I would say, you know, you may see critical, but digging a little deeper, you see it's not as bad as it could be, especially when it's rated only an eight point one. I'm sorry, speaking of exchange, I need to backtrack. I skipped over the uh, two exchange server spoofing bugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two uh, spoofing bugs. Both had the same CVS score. Um, I believe, you know, contextually, one could be exploited uh, by an attacker uh, adjacent to the network. And then one was, I think, uh, you know, also adjacent, but they had to have like shared physical or local network access. Um, so it, again, the devil is in the details, right? It's not as profoundly concerning as not proxy shell um, or, you know, proxy shell or proxy logon vulnerabilities that continue to get exploited in the wild. So while these are a concern and they do cause us to, to pay attention, it's just a reminder once again that, you know, as we discover vulnerabilities of a critical nature, researchers are very keen to kind of in on and try to find new bugs in those specific pieces of software components of Windows. Anything, anything else that you know was released this past Tuesday that that gives you pause? I mean, I wouldn't say you know. 
I wouldn't say it gives me pause per se, but like, you know, I think what this kind of shows me is that, you know, it, it was not, it's a pretty significant number of patches this month. There were 98 CVs patched this month, which is a little bit in line with what we, what we saw last year. I believe uh, my metrics show about 95 patched last January. So it's kind of interesting because we came from last month, which we only had like about 48 yeah. uh, CVs patched. So it's just interesting that we're kind of starting off the year with a bang and, you know, we have a zero day exploited in the wild. So I, I think, like I said, my concern is, is that, you know, we continue to see legacy vulnerabilities being exploited, you know, weeks to months later. So hopefully some of the bugs in here don't end up becoming something that are more of a concern later on. But based on what we've seen, I think the main one was just that uh, zero day that was exploited in the wild. But I also do feel a little comfortable knowing that the likelihood of widespread exploitation is probably going to be limited for that one because it was used by an APT group. If it's relying on a browser exploit in order to, um, you know, part of the exploit chain, that will get patched pretty quickly with the auto update mechanism of browsers nowadays. So less of a concern, but still something that organizations should apply patches for. Right. Um, yeah, in, in terms of January patch Tuesday, is this this is uh, one of the biggest ones in in a while? Do you have any that that kind of historical context for us? Yeah, yeah. Over the last few years, you know, we saw ninety five in twenty twenty two, eighty three in twenty twenty one, and then in twenty twenty there were only forty nine. Mm -hmm. Historically, they've been pretty low, but for the last few years, they've been up there in the eighties to the nineties. So you know, we we definitely keep track of that. Uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Claire Tills who's been on the podcast with you before. She did a, a nice little retrospective on Patch Tuesday on yeah, our blog. That's a, that's, that's, a great, that's, a great, check that's a great blog, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Um, very good. All right, Sanama, thanks very much. I, I appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Zach. Thank you.